0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the J.D. Rucker Show. I'm your host, J.D. Rucker, and uh, we've got a big show today. You know, I, I still have to, those who watched uh, this morning's show, um, you'll know that, that obviously we weren't able to make it through two hours, and I still couldn't make it through an entire article. I've got to learn how to tighten it up. I know there's just so much happening, so much going on in the world, and perhaps it is a, a fool's errand, a, a fool's task to try to take an article as Detailed as the uh, as the one by Dr. Joseph Mercola that I discussed this morning, maybe maybe I shouldn't do that, right? I mean, maybe it doesn't make sense to try to to take something that's that comprehensive and try to squeeze it in. Maybe we need to start taking things in bits and pieces, focusing on the details. Because it, my one of my intentions has always been to to try to, to to throw out the broad strokes. In other words, we've got to get there's so many things happening. We're in this poly crisis as they keep mentioning over in Davos right now at the, the world economic forums you know, meeting of, of globalist evil people. And uh, yeah, it's, it's true though. I mean, there are so many crises crises that we have to deal with that. I can't keep up with them all in, in short periods of time, short bursts. You know, we, we I've, this is one of the reasons why we have gone to now two shows a day. It's, it's officially starting. This is, if you're watching this, listening to this, this is my, my second two hour show of the day. It's, it's getting crazier and crazier out there, but we have to cover it. We have to cover everything that's going on. We have to alert the people. We have to, to have discussions. We're so excited, very blessed to be able to, to get my, my new producers starting next Monday uh the january 23rd this will allow us to be able to do a whole lot of things including hopefully lord willing be able to take calls i'm so excited about that possibility the the ability to actually take take phone calls take your calls and also to be able to to watch the chats of the various places you know we run live on on getter on uh on obviously rumble you know over red voice media freedom first network We've got we've got all this live stuff happening and, and sometimes you know, I'll watch during the breaks as of now I'll watch during the breaks and see what what people are saying and quite frankly they're not saying much not because I mean there's usually quite a quite a few people watching at any given moment, but because I don't interact and I have not interacted in the past, there's no reason for them to to post chats well next week folks, guess what I'll be interacting you'll be able to to post chats, you'll be able to, to do phone calls we'll be able to to just try to hammer this out because this really does need to be discourse. Just sitting here listening to one guy talk for two to four hours a day—that's not going to get it done. I need to hear from you. I need to hear from. We're going to be getting more guests on. As a matter of fact, here in a few minutes, about ten minutes, we've got got Mister Ed Dowd coming on to to discuss his his perspectives on what's happening with COVID nineteen, and you know his book. His book is is fantastic just for those who haven't, who haven't read it i do recommend reading it and getting it you can get it by the way by going to jdrucker.com slash dowd dowd and that'll take you to amazon where you can get a copy or, or two or ten ten copies of the book to give out to friends who need to be awakened to the reality of what's happening in the world what's happening with these these COVID 19 quote unquote vaccines and perhaps what to expect one of the things that he does not go into and uh, he told, I think it was Steve Bannon, might have been Steve Bannon, he told he told somebody recently that he didn't go into his theories about who's behind all of this and, and what's really happening, because he doesn't want to turn people off. And I understand that, you know, when you're trying to, when you, you have, you're trying to reach an audience that does include, you know, quote unquote normies who may not uh, be f- aware of what's really happening in the world, <clears throat> it does behoove you to not, to not, uh, uh, you know get get into those fringe areas that that jd rucker and alex jones and mike adams talk about all the time you know i get it i understand okay but i'm gonna press him because i want his perspective i want him to know who does he think is behind this why are they doing it gosh please don't say just big pharma yeah it, i'll admit it bugs me and i've said this on on recent shows it bugs me to death when i say you know what do you think Who who's really behind this and somebody comes on and says oh it's just big pharma making profits I'm like, no, big pharma, they're a tool, okay? Are they making big profits? Profits, absolutely. But if you hone in on that, if you really think this is just about profit, then you're missing the big picture because if it was just about profits, then they wouldn't have made these, these, these mRNA drugs, these experimental injections. They wouldn't have made them in a way that are essentially their, their depopulation and control agenda items right this is these are tools you know now i'm not saying that there aren't many 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 people in big pharma who are motivated by greed and profits i would say the vast majority are but if you start looking at the upper ups the people that are actually in charge the people that are pulling the strings over the middle managers as well as the people that may be part of the global elite cabal they might not just be minions they might actually be um, you know the the albert Bourla's of the world uh, ceo of pfizer he might not just be a your average greedy guy, you know, at a big pharma company, he might actually be one of the elites. I would say there's probably a very good chance that he is, in which case he's in the know. He understands his role and his company's role in the depopulation and control agenda. And he is just fulfilling his needs. And sure, he'll tell his minions, oh, it's about profit, it's about profit. He'll tell, tell his shareholders, oh, it's about profit, it's about profit. He'll tell the the Various world leaders that he has to talk to, oh, it's about saving the people, saving the people, you know, but, but everything is a lie. All of it. They are not behind this. They are a tool. This goes higher up than that. Gosh, I really hope that, that Ed does answer that question. I'm going to press him on it a bit. And I do hope that his answer, please don't let it be big pharma. Please don't let it be big pharma. Um, because I think that he does have perspectives. Keep in mind, this guy was in BlackRock, okay? Now, granted, you know, he left BlackRock, I think, uh, 2010, 2012, something like that, before they became a full-blown evil ESG promoting uh, basically the the bankers, or not the bankers, but the the financial wing of the liberal world order before all that started happening, that's when Ed Dowd was there. That's when, hey, they were just out to make money, I think, you know, maybe the seeds were already planted for them to become a a globalist, uh a globalist multinational, whatever you want to call it, um, uh, I guess the the financiers of globalism. It's really the best way to put it. Because they utilize it. And when I say financiers, I'm not talking about from you know, they're not funding globalism. Okay, globalists don't need more money. You know, we see how huge Black BlackRock is with like ten ten trillion dollars in assets controlled, but this it's not how much money they're printing. And they, they're actually not not super, super rich as as many of those that are within the, the globalist elite cabal. When I say they're the financiers, they're the ones that are driving I, the better way to put it is they're the the corporate wing. They're you know, if you, you figure you've got, for example, you've got like, let's say George Soros, Black Lives Matter, the various woke district attorneys, they're driving it, they're driving the globalist agenda from a from a, um, you know, a state-by-state, city-by-city, um, incident incident-by-incident uh, perspective, okay? And their whole thing is to to push the wokeism, push the, the radical leftist agenda, push the neo-Marxism into these various cities, especially here in the United States, okay? So that's one angle. We'll call that the, the crime division of the globalist elite cabal, where BlackRock, um, State Street, and Vanguard come in. Is they're pushing the the corporate side of it? They're trying to make it to where you know, again everybody's focused on ESG. It's you know it's sad when you've got a a company that builds builds electric vehicles that has a worse ESG rating than like I think Exxon Mobil, right? You know an oil company. How could that possibly be? Because it's not about carbon footprint. That's that's all smokescreen. It's about obedience to the climate change cult which itself, in my humble opinion, is just subterfuge for, for what they're actually planning, the, the actual push for complete and, and total tyranny across the world, complete oppression across the globe. And that's where BlackRock is today. But at least back then, when Ed Dowd was in it, it was like, hey, let's make some money. Aha, let's make money. So I'll be pressing him on that. I'll also be asking him, you know, what, what, what is he what shocks him about any of this stuff? I'll admit one of the things that if there's a, um, you know, a, a really unfortunate aspect to all the research that I do, it's that nothing shocks me anymore. I've become numb to it. And I don't like that. I don't like hearing about the evil plans of, of these very, very evil people and not being surprised. It should surprise us. It should shock us to hear what they're doing. And yet, like many of you i've become numb to it it's like oh okay so they're doing that so that they could that'll that'll impoverish 10 million people uh in that country and you know do it for this that and you know whatever okay well yeah i mean that's not surprising when you look at who's behind it you know it should be shocking to us the things that are happening in ukraine and no i'm not talking about the atrocities that's those those are always going to be shocking um especially since a lot of them are unfortunately manufactured no i 'm talking about about the prolonging of the war for the sake of economic global collapse global economic collapse, as they say in english <laughs> you know they're they're prolonging the war the 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 push to give as much aid as possible is two there's two reasons for it, and neither of them neither of those reasons are beneficial to the actual Ukrainian people that are suffering. You know, reason number one is because Ukraine is so corrupt; it is the the ultimate money laundering nation. If you want to launder money and get into the pockets of the people that you want to bribe, the you want to get weapons to the to the warlords that you want to control, you want to you want to get whatever doesn't matter: mu- uh, gold, oil, food, fertilizer, anything. You filter it through places like Ukraine. So there's that, but then there's the other aspect of it, which is they need. They, they need Russia to not win. They don't have any, they being NATO and, and uh, uh, the United States uh, military industrial complex, they don't think that anything they can do could possibly make it to where Ukraine could win. But they can make it hard enough on Russia that it not only weakens Russia, but prolongs the war. Because with war going on in Russia, they win. The, the military industrial complex, NATO, they're all winning. Okay? This is all beneficial. And you might say, how could that possibly be? How could the Biden-Harris regime be be rooting for something to continue that's decimating our own economy, that's decimating the energy security in in Europe and across the globe? Everybody's feeling feeling pain from this, it's, you know. And I'm not defending the Russians, but it's not completely their fault. And again, you can look at, I mean, it's their fault that they invaded, okay. But the prolonging of the war, which, by the way, has been more damaging. Prolonging the war the way that that NATO and the United States have done that's done more damage and harm to the people of Ukraine than had they done nothing at all. If we just didn't do anything, if we just said it's a regional conflict, you know, we'll, we'll impose certain sanctions, but not enough to make Russia, you know, expected sanctions. I guess you could say, let Russia do their thing, condemn them all we want, but but mind their own business because it's really none of our business because they're not an ally, they're not in NATO. NATO had no intentions of putting them in NATO. Gosh, I'm going off in a rabbit hole, but you get the idea. Hopefully, you get the idea that the the various machinations out there, the various plans that are being laid out, the events that are happening, they don't shock us anymore, and they should. And every now and then, I will see something that is like, okay, yeah, that's pretty shocking. I didn't see that one coming. Well, that's what I'm going to ask, Mr. Ed Dowd, who should be with us in about, let's see, about two minutes. Yeah, a little less than a little less than two minutes. We'll get Ed on. See if make sure that he's got the invite. Make sure there's no hold on. Yeah, then this is. By the way, this is the other part. Guests with a producer is going to be exponentially easier. That's why I'm so excited. That's why I'll get more. That's why we scheduled some for this week. Because I thought I thought we'd get started with a new producer on the 16th. So darn it, <laughs> my my plan there was foiled. No, nope, no. Nope. Okay. Well, it appears that that he is he is there. He is ready to come in. All right. Let me go get Ed situated, and um, we'll be right back with him. In the meantime. Oh, and the other thing I'm going to ask him about is gold and silver. So, you know what? Uh, let, me get, let me get a gold ad up there. Let me play that while I get Ed situated. So, you guys stay tuned. There's a reason Klaus Schwab, Joe Biden, and the global elites want your life savings locked. In IRAs and other portfolio management schemes that they control. They can keep your money tied up in woke ESG funds, even if doing so will lose you money. Patriots are quickly moving their investments to self directed IRAs backed by physical precious metals. Unfortunately, most companies that work in this field are beholden to Democrats, the Chinese Communist Party, the WEF, and others who are pushing us toward a digital dollar. I've identified three precious metals companies that believe in America first. These companies make it easy for you to move your retirements and investment to a self-directed IRA backed by physical precious metals. Go to jdrucker.com slash gold. That's jdrucker.com gold. You know, my next guest is somebody that it's funny because when I first started talking to him, I just started saying, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Um, not realizing, oh yeah, he doesn't, we've never actually spoken. I felt like I've spoken to him before because I've read all of his posts on social media. I've watched some interviews with him. There's sort of like this creeper thing going now because it's like, hey, I, 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 I actually get to talk to him online. I don't take that the wrong way. It's not some sort of hero complex or anything. I just felt like I had already spoken to him before. Then I realized I hadn't, and it turned into a pretty awkward opening conversation. Um, <laughs> so, so that was that. We're very blessed, pleased, and honored to have him on because he's got a book out that is, in my humble opinion, based upon everything that we've seen, in my hum- humble opinion, this may be the most important book to come out in a long, long time because we're at that stage in human history where the truth is hard to get to. We have very powerful people trying to prevent the truth from coming out. The good news is we have people that are starting to wake up. As I've said in recent shows, this is a time that we can strike. This is a time when we actually have an opportunity to try to get people to see the truth, to try to wake them up, because they're starting to ask questions. They see what happened to DeMar Hamlin. They see the reports that are even coming out, even in corporate media nowadays, where that wasn't the case a month and definitely not a year ago. So. The iron is hot. It is time to strike. We are very blessed, pleased and honored to have Edward Dowd joining us today. Mr. Dowd, how are you doing, sir?
1: Thanks for having me on today, JD. Pleasure to be
0: here and an honor. Uh, I'm I'm very happy that you are that you are with us today because it, when I first saw your your work, your information, it struck me two things struck me. Number one, it struck me that it was very truthful, very honest, and of course. It was very common sense. Um, you know, you're obviously a very intelligent guy. I'm not trying to blow smoke. I'm just saying that you obviously know your stuff, and you were able to take data that a lot of it was publicly available. Most of it, if, if I recall, and make make a very clear um, conclusions, or, or at least draw some some speculative conclusions, if you if you will, based on your ability to analyze data. But then the other thing that struck me is that you were a BlackRock guy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy was with BlackRock. What the heck is that all about? Then I log into you and saw, okay, so he left BlackRock a while ago, and he's been doing his own thing. So I started to to quickly learn to trust you. Take us back to the early days when basically when before anybody really never heard of you outside of of, of rich people. You know, tell us what you found, and then we'll get into this book that I'm so so dying to talk about book called cause unknown, but, but let's start with those early days when you first started saying, Hey guys, there's a problem here. (laughs) Tell us. Yeah. So this
1: started to percolate my interest very early uh, in 2020 for the vaccines. Um, I was like everybody, I'm an information guy. I like to be ahead of everybody else. So on Maui, I knew there was a virus coming in January. So I was already stocked up from Costco, had all my toilet paper. I was ready to go. And I told people something was coming. They thought I was crazy. Then they had to wait until they were told by the authorities that something was here. Then everyone freaked out and then went to Costco. So I I was ahead of everybody by about six weeks. Um, And I was, you know, I'll be straight up honest. I was fearful. I was seeing the propaganda. I'm all over Twitter. And I've been on Twitter since 2013. You can get a lot of truthful information and a lot of bogus information. You have to have discernment. But there were some videos that were coming across from China showing people dropping dead. And so I fell for that, that. We've come to find that was propaganda and BS, but I fell for that. And I was in fear momentarily. And then uh, the lockdowns happened. Then the masking came. The mask, the mandatory masking, if you you get to remember, masking didn't come to like six or seven weeks later. Uh, That's and and then I started going, what is going on? And uh, then I also saw um, a a Federal Reserve president uh, get on face the nation on April 3rd of 2020. You know, a couple of weeks after the lockdowns began and they're asking him, how are we going to reopen the economy with everyone worried about getting sick and dying? And he smiled and said, Well, we have great new technology that can surveil everybody. And we can also uh, uh, issue immunity badges and test people. And, that's how, and I said, Well, uh, in my head, knowing the Federal Reserve being a finance guy, I said, Why is the Federal Reserve president talking about a public health issue? Then it dawned on me that something else might be going on. So I was already suspicious. And then I wrote a, a month later in May of twenty. 20, i wrote a uh, a tweet thread called um and i said it to the uh i i because people would think i was crazy i said hey i have a, I have a dystopian movie script and i've laid out what was going to happen over the next two years and i and the and the and it was a it was kind of the, the you know the, you know in these dystopian movies there's usually written words and then they launch into the where you are in the dystopian movie i i, I set it up and i said the movie begins in 2022 and I basically predicted everything that happened because um, I thought like a criminal. And I said, if you have a global de- sovereign debt crisis, uh, how would you cover it up? Well, you would blame something other than central bankers and politicians. And whether this thing was created or used as an excuse, it doesn't matter. Um, it sets a perfect way to control. If there's go- going to be a global financial collapse, which I believe we're in the midst of, what better way to do it than with a uh, control system called COVID? You restrict travel, you restrict the ability to gather, you start issuing uh, vaccine passports and eventually tie it to a digital bank currency. So that was, that's, that's, that was my suspicion uh, in 2020. A lot of what I said in that tweet thread that's pinned on my Twitter account at Dowd Edward can be found there. Um, then the vaccines rolled out in early 2021 and right away, I started hearing anecdotal evidence, which if you know anything about statistics and safety of real vaccines that uh, don't kill people and harm them, you, you know, you shouldn't be hearing anecdotes. It's, you, it, the, the, the events, adverse events should be so rare, you never hear of one. Well, I was hearing them all the time. And I also noticed sudden uh, athletic deaths in early 2021. They were coming from the soccer players in the UK Cause it, I've come to find out that soccer is actually the most cardio intensive sport there is. And it's eventually now rolled its way to the U S and uh, we had an incident a couple of weeks ago uh, on the field uh, in, I think Buffalo somewhere. And um, so that what that got me intrigued. And then the mandates came and that's when I lost my mind. I said, I'm not living in a world where I have to take something that uh, against my will. Cause I, I thought, that everyone would think like I did that first it was experimental, two it takes seven to ten years for a vaccine to be vetted, and three anything operation warp speed sounds like a a disaster to me, so I wasn't going to take it ever, okay, so when they mandated it, that's when I lost my mind. I got very active uh through the grace of God and coincidences, which I called God and I hooked up with Dr. Malone, and I was saying what I was saying on Twitter for a long time. he just elevated my voice and then I told him I was going to watch uh the metadata, which was insurance companies, funeral homes, CDC, all-cause mortality. And that's where I am today. And the data is in, and the data is a disaster. And this is one of the greatest cover-ups and crimes I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yes, it is. Uh, Very well said. Um, And I want to talk about the financial collapse aspect of it. We can do that in the next segment. But I want to first, let's talk about your book real quick. Um, Well, or not necessarily real quick. Let's talk about it quite a bit. Cause unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022. Now, I think we all have an idea of why you wrote it, but I want to ask you specifically for my audience here, who is this book for? Okay. Is this book, is this a book written for somebody? A they're like me. They already, they've they're they've been following this for the whole time. They already have had their suspicions, like you said, even before the first vaccine came out. Is like Operation Warp Speed. That doesn't sound safe. <laughs> Hurry up, guys! Get get it out in as many arms as possible, as quickly as you can. Um, or is this for the people that are kind of like just waking up recently? Or maybe it's for people that aren't fully awake. Who is this book for? Well, the book bu- the book
1: is primarily targeted for those who don't know anything, um, but the red meat crowd loves it because it's uh, put together in such a good uh, fashion that they feel like they have the ammo to talk intelligently to their friends about it. So it's, I'm finding that the red meat crowd loves it. And once they buy one and they vet it, they're buying like 10 copies to give to the loved ones that think they're crazy. So it's kind of that phenomenon. They buy it, they love it. They're like, wow, this is so good. I can pass this to someone else and say, look, you don't believe me? Read this Wall Street guy. And I intentionally left out the who and the why because I don't have any proof. But what I do have proof of is sudden uh, sudden deaths, uh, all-cause mortality shifting from old to young in 21 and 22. I have statistics that show that the employed of our country have had worse health uh, outcomes in 21 and 22, which should, normally shouldn't happen, should be inverse. You should be healthier if you're showing up at work than the general US population. So. At the very least, I prove that something horrible is going on, but no one seems to want to talk about it. And you have to ask yourself this question: Why? And if you don't believe me, I, I, I QR code everything. I uh, use my own data. I use uh, publicly available sources like the Society of Actuaries, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. These, this is not you know a dude on the internet. This is a, this is a guy with uh, experts behind him. I have two PhD physicists. I have insurance executives, insurance whistleblowers. You know, we have it all. And the evidence is there. And I went to go see Senator Ron Johnson in December. And I said, we have a national security crisis. The employed of our country are dropping dead and getting disabled at a rate that is beyond the general population. I blame the vaccines. If it's not that, then what is it? And why are we talking about it? So at the very least, let's assume I'm wrong, which I'm not. Let's say I am. Why aren't we talking about this? What is going on? And I, I rest assured this, if the sudden uh, deaths we're seeing were occurring in the unvaccinated, this would be on the, every news channel 24-7. But it's not. That's all you need to know.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, is. The uh, and, and it's funny that you say that because I've actually tweeted something similar to that uh, very recently. It's, uh, it is true that they shift the knowledge they shift the the information based upon whatever the narrative that fits their agenda and their agenda continues to be even to this day for whatever reason despite everything that we've seen they still try they're still trying to get as many jabs in as many people as possible so you know you you alluded to speculation your book is based upon facts the information that you've been been uh, putting out there is based upon facts. Now, people will say, "I'm sure you've gotten this about 150,000 times." Oh, but you're not a doctor. No, but you are somebody who's extraordinarily intelligent, and your your business, what you did, what you've done your your entire adult life, is about taking data and knowing more about that data than other people. Taking data and and uh, making assessments before other people do. That's you know when let's face it, when you're talking about Finance, when you're talking about being a Wall Street guy, your the whole idea there is that you're an information guy. Wall Street deals in information. The people who have the data, who have the information first and know how to understand it the best, are the ones that get the richest. I mean, I assume that's a fair assessment. So walk us through that data and why why number one, why people should trust you. And number two, what what about that data really scared you? And I would I'm hoping that you're going to talk about the insurance data, which doesn't get talked about nearly enough anymore it's like in the beginning when when the information started coming out from um, i think it was the ceo of one america uh, that was big news and then it all died out do you have more information have you dug in deeper give me a bombshell i guess is what i'm asking ed dowd give me a bombshell
1: well let me start with why i'm qualified to talk about this my job was to be ahead of the street and the herd and everybody so my job was to find a trend uh, and analyze the trend to come to a conclusion without all the information. Because by the time you have all the information, everybody else knows. So I, I, I identify early trends and then try to figure out how to capitalize on them. And my job was to live in the space between perception and reality. So, perception by the herd would be one thing, the reality would be changing underneath. I wanted to get on board that reality. And then, when the perception of the herd changes, that's how I make my money. The perception now is that this is safe and effective. Well, it's getting, actually, the perception's changing. But you know, a year ago, safe and effective was the mantra. Uh, a year ago, the evidence was there. It wasn't safe and effective. But CEO Scott Davison, in January of 22, came out and said he saw 40% excess mortality in his book of business, which is Group Life Insurance. Group Life Insurance is a specific business for Fortune 500 and mid-sized companies. It's very lucrative because these people don't die, okay? What, what do I mean by that? They die at a rate of a third to a 40% that of the general US population in any given year. They're the most healthy amongst us. They have access to the best healthcare. They're generally um, better educated and they're showing up to work. And to get this policy, you have to be employed at the time and you can't have been retired. So you are literally, if you drop dead, While you're employed, that's how you get the claim, and it's usually one to two extra base salary. What's the latest bombshell information? Well, in my book, I detail that the, um, I prove without a doubt that something's happened to the employed of our country, both on disabilities and uh, excess mortality. Uh, Real quick, 40%, uh, there was a report that came out in August from the Society of Actuaries, 40% excess mortality, ages 25 through 64, the general u s population had thirty two percent so the normal healthy relationship inverted in twenty one the uh, disability data is even worse so um, we've added three point two million people to the disability uh, statistics since february of twenty one it was it was hovering between twenty nine and thirty million in the prior five years shot up thirty to thirty three point two million in sept- uh, september of twenty two it's come down a bit but it's basically that level of those um, thirty Uh, 3.2 million additional, it was um, 1.7 million are employed. It's about more than half. The disability rate of the employed went up 31% in this time frame. The general U.S. population, 8%, and those not in labor force, and what I mean by that are those who left jobs because they either fired or quit because they didn't want the job. Their uh, disability rate is only up 4%. So the healthiest are those who left their jobs. Let's just get that out there um, and refuse the jab. And this is the aggregate data. The latest research we're doing is um, we're going to link the Pfizer clinical trial, uh, adverse events, to the disabilities we're seeing in the real world. That study should be done in the next couple of days. So that's the bombshell. We're going to link the first two months of the Pfizer trial, which is the blinded portion. We don't have all the unblinded data because they're releasing that hodgepodge. The the courts made them do that, but we already have the the blinded study. We're going to link first the blinded study to the adverse events we're seeing statistically. And again, they'll say causation is not correlation, but it's just one more piece of the puzzle, another interesting thing going on. And then we're going to get the uh, unblinded part of the clinical trial eventually. And we're going to, you know, it's going to make the data even better. So. We're, we're linking together uh, at Finance Technologies, my firm, we're linking together all the pieces of the puzzle, and we create what's called an analyst mosaic. And an analyst mosaic is how you make money. You don't have to have definitive proof. I, by the time this comes out, that, 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 that the scientists figure this out, millions will be dead, uh, hundreds, uh, tens of millions will be disabled. And on Wall Street, I can tell you some of the worst analysts that I ever encountered were doctors or scientists because they couldn't make the leap of faith and get on a trend without getting all the evidence in. That's how their brains work. They use inductive reasoning. I use deductive. And and deductive reasoning has been uh, labeled conspiracy uh, theorisms for decades now. So anybody who puts together dots and pieces of a puzzle is a conspiracy theorist. Well, on Wall Street, that's all I did. I was a stock conspiracy theorist by their definition. That's it. So that, that's that's what's going on right now. And uh, this book is designed to wake up those who are too confused by the science. This is the numbers. And the numbers from a Wall Street perspective, not a medical perspective, because they can sit and debate this all day long.
0: We're on with Ed Dowd and uh, those who do want to get his book cause unknown the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022 the easiest fastest way to get there i'm going to create a link over jdrucker.com slash dowd d-o-w-d that'll take them to amazon do you want them to go to amazon and do you have a better place for them amazon's,
1: to go? amazon's the easiest um i know people have a problem with amazon i get it but right now that's how hey, it's uh, what we're, we're gonna sometimes you get to deal with the devil
0: you do. It's funny that you mentioned that I was on. I'm not going to out who this person is, but I was on with somebody that, well, everybody knows. I was, I had a nice conversation with them and he said, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, you know, I, I got to go get this on Amazon. Oh crap. It's like, don't tell anybody. I'm like, dude, don't worry. He's like, let's face it. Okay. So we're, we're going to cancel Netflix. That makes sense. We're going to do this, but I mean, do people really cancel Amazon or do they just try to avoid it because it really is the easiest way. So yes, people can get to your Amazon of uh, for the book, Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022 by going to jdrucker.com slash dowd, After the break, I'm going to try to get, and, and I think I'm, I'm going to have success here, I'm going to try to get Ed to tell us about collapsing economies, maybe get into the who and the why of all this that's happening, and and then we'll also dive deeper into the numbers because it is fascinating stuff. And stuff so... Folks, if you were listening to this show, watching this show, chances are you have MyPillow products. I'm here to tell you that you need more. And the reason being is, well, twofold. Number one, because there's some amazing sales going on at MyPillow.com right now. But number two, because frankly, they're hurting. I don't want to, you know, I'm not saying this, I'll probably get in trouble for even saying it, but I can tell you based upon sales. I can tell you based upon reactions that I've been receiving from other other show hosts, other, other uh, conservative news outlets that pillow sales have gone down dramatically. They are hurting, just like the rest of us. I mean, many of us are hurting. vast majority of us are hurting. But if you can, whether you've got a MyPillow or not, take a moment, support this America First company, support Mike Lindell, support the show by going to MyPillow.com and using promo code JDR. That's MyPillow.com, promo code JDR, or call 1-800-862-0382. That's 1-800-862-0382. Promo code JDR. Help out two America First companies. We are back on with Ed Dowd, a Wall Street guy, brilliant guy, and a guy that's uh, helping to expose the truth to the masses. Uh, his new book is one that everybody needs, needs to get. Go to jdrucker.com slash Dowd to get Cause Unknown, the Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. Ed, you have uh, you, you kind of hinted a bit about <clears throat> the the who and the why, right? And by hinted, you, you said that you weren't going to talk about it. Now, In your book, I can totally understand why nobody wants to, you know, you you don't want to turn people off with the conspiracy theory side of it. You've got hard data that's compelling. Why taint it in the book by saying, well, you know, it's it's going to kill us, and we already know it's killing us. We have a a very good idea that it's because of this, so let's get that information out there. But for my audience, I can assure you, Number one, they all know you, and that's why I didn't go into a lengthy, you know, 30-minute introduction, um, because they already know who you are. They already know what you're doing. They also know that the jabs are killing people. They know that there is correlation, and it's, it's not necessarily causation, but I always ask, in a situation like this, is there any foreseeable future where we can say definitively that there is causation without basically blowing up everything? My question for you, sir, is this, and feel free to not answer if you don't want to. But I'd love to know your opinion. Obviously, you're not stating fact, but your opinion of who's doing this, why is it happening, and what can we expect in the future?
1: Well, look, is there three or four dudes sitting in a boardroom dressed in tweed vests, drinking cocktails and smoking cigars and laughing maniacally? No. But, I consider this a conspiracy of interests, um, and it's a bunch of people who benefit from what we're seeing going on. Primarily, the biggest beneficiaries are central bankers and politicians, because after the great financial crisis, we did not solve that problem. All that fraud that was in the banks went onto the balance sheets of the central banks. They bought all that, those crappy bonds, okay? So it resided there. And we've had a zombie economy with zero interest rates for 12-plus years. And so we solved the debt problem with more debt. Now we have $300 in global debt. And the way that the the fiat debt-based monetary system works, it needs constant credit creation. Constant. Sometimes there are little recessions here and there, but it needs constant creation. Well, we've reached all the four corners of the globe with the dollar debt-based system. There's about 15 trillion in uh, dollar-denominated bonds all over the world. So we have basically the end of a 109-year Ponzi scheme that started in 1913 with the Federal Reserve. All these systems eventually end. There's not one in history that has ever, uh, you know, gone on beyond, you know, a couple, several generations. So this is a multi-generational Ponzi scheme. It's unwinding. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out if you're going to unwind that, do you want to blame yourself or do you want to blame something else? And those of us in the financial markets thought before COVID they would use war as an excuse. We never imagined that a pandemic would be used as an excuse. So my thesis is that COVID was allowed to recover to manage a decline and unwind of the global financial system and eventually introduce a central bank digital currency. And I see evidence all over the place of that. COVID was used as an excuse by the Federal Reserve to prop this up. From for, Things were going to collapse in 2019. They were able to print unprecedented amounts of money under the cover of COVID. Uh, and the global government spent like drunken sailors under the cover of COVID. And of all they've done is kicked the can down the road another couple of years. And now we're seeing it unwind again. And So we're at the end days here and I, I, I don't want to get too speculative on what's coming. But what I do know is we're going into a recession this quarter and next quarter. It's going to be hard. It's going to be bad. Um, and we're going to see, uh, chaos and, uh, part of the chaos, unfortunately, is the the exposure of what just happened with the vaccines. Because once this becomes common knowledge, the trust in all the government institutions is going to evaporate. And if, if I put on my, Evil uh, genius cap for a second. What if these characters we see before us the Klaus Schwabs, the Soroses, all these evil bond villains what if they were set up, and they were, you know they thought that they were going to, you know implement this crazy plan. But what if there's a group of people behind them that wanted to collapse uh, and introduce a central bank digital currency? Wouldn't you have these bond villains poison half the world? Lose faith and trust in the global governments and institutions, and then some shiny, you know, very good-looking, smart people come out of nowhere. I'm w- w- at the bottom of this. I'm worried about the people with the solutions, and they're going to probably be not bond villains. They're going to be good-looking and very well-spoken. So that's
0: my that's my evil genius theory. My gosh, you just blew my mind, sir. Because I'll admit, I never considered that. Yeah, I've talked about Klaus Schwab, George Soros. Bill Gates, um, people that I believe are directly involved, and I've always attributed them to being essentially minions of the powers and principalities, some something very demonic and uh, pushing something forward. This is the first time I've ever heard anybody say, what if they're the suckers? What if they're the, the pawns in this? What if they're the useful idiots who are driving for the destruction of you know, essentially the world economy, um, and, and bringing about societal collapse for something even potentially worse, or who knows, maybe better. Maybe it's, maybe it's something good. I don't know. I don't, I, I, I like to be hopeful. That's, uh, well, I'm hopeful that's too. impressive because I don't, I don't usually hear things that, that make me think, huh, I hadn't considered that one before and you just did. So that's crazy.
1: Well, you know, look, the, these um, these characters, they had a coming out party in COVID. I didn't know who Klaus Schwab was. And, you know, I, we also have to think about what the intelligence agencies' involvement in all this is. I think there's a st- tremendous group of hidden, shadowy intelligence agencies behind a lot of this. And who do they work for? Do they work for the central bankers? Who do, we don't know. But the intelligence agencies are all over this. And we're finding out from the Twitter files. So this is not conspiracy theory anymore. We've had censorship and suppression done by the U.S. government's intelligence agencies, the FBI, the CIA, you name it. We're being throttled. And what I find curious, J.D., is all of a sudden, miraculously, it seems like the censorship is lifting a little bit. And I had a YouTube video go viral Recently, a million views uh, done by a a podcaster, Aubrey Marcus, that, in you know, just two months ago would have been taken off the YouTube. But why? Why is our message allowed to get out all of a sudden? It's interesting. I just let's ask that question. Are we are we am I an unwitting am I an unwitting agent of chaos by exposing this?
0: (laughs) You know, there's a a really horrible line in a really horrible movie um it was star wars episode 1 <laughs> <laughs> no it was, I'm sorry it was episode 2 where you know basically they're talking about uh, they know they're walking into a trap and well what what do you do you you spring the trap i think that given what we know given the speculation of what you're saying which again is very mind blowing but if you're right it doesn't change anything for us no. we still have to push forward for the truth in my humble opinion
1: no we have to push forward the truth we whatever the roles we're all playing we continue to play those roles and there's a renaissance coming but we have to be very cautious of who's bringing us the renaissance and vet everybody so you know whoever appears on the stage next to offer solutions they need to be vetted
0: and that should have been the case the entire time but but we've um we we kind of screwed that one over and i'll admit i've become skeptical of everybody i get hate mail all the time because i haven't jumped on the elon musk bandwagon yet but i mean do i like what he's doing with twitter yeah absolutely am i really crazy about what he's doing with artificial intelligence transhumanism um chinese communist party and about a dozen other things no i'm not so you know i'm gonna sit back and wait i'm not going to hop on anybody's bandwagon until we fully vet them out. And even then I'll still be skeptical. I think along the way. Okay. I agree. I agree so with that.
1: that. I'm like, I'm like you. So we, we too often, everybody gets into, you have to be all in on someone or all out on someone. It's not life is life. Isn't like that. And you, you know, I've been suspect of Elon for a while. Do I like what he's doing with Twitter? Yes. But we also need to judge people by their actions. So if he continues to do the right thing, then okay. But if you go sideways or, you know, even if I, you know, J.D., if I start going sideways, you can call me out. We just You're constantly have to prove who you are over and over again. And that's why we can't get into the, you know, Trump MAGA nonsense. You know, Trump, Trump screwed up with the Operation Warp Speed. He's still endorsing the vaccines. So if you had to ask me, am I a Trump guy? No, I am not. Yeah, I'm done with Trump. So I'm never I'm never all in on anyone. We all have to have our own discernment and skepticism all the time and that's how we keep people in check
0: it is and it's it's necessary and even listen if there's one thing that we can say that comes good out of this i'm hoping that this will finally prove to everybody that don't put anybody on a pedestal that you're not willing to take them off of because if you go down that road you're going to i mean listen i tell people all the time trust trust me no verify me absolutely okay do you hear something that, that I say and you think, wow, that seems really important. Make sure that what I'm saying is correct. You know, Make sure what Ed Dowd is saying is correct. Make sure that Dr. Robert Malone, that what he's saying is correct, or Dr. Peter McCullough, or any of these various people. Don't just sit back and trust and look for people. Oh, this person's got to guide me here. This person's got to guide me here. You know, It's like every time we have this somebody or something that seems to be the, the next great hope, it's like... It's like, behold, America, you're gods. It's, it just blows me away. And I think to your point with Trump, I actually said this, and I got in you know, a lot of my audience being, being uh, Trump supporters, they really attacked me. I was either one show or two shows ago. But I said, look, I'm not going to just sit back. I mean, he, he pushed Operation Warp Speed. That was a mistake. And he could have said at this point that he was lied to, that he was manipulated, that he was misled. But he hasn't said that. And the fact that he still has not taken uh, taken away his endorsement of the Jabs, to me that's a non starter, so I support him, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to like I support him to the point of he's got he's got to turn away from the jabs immediately and denounce them completely, or maybe I pull my support. I don't know. We'll have to see how yep. that goes
1: well, I agree with you, he has to do something, and the longer he waits, the more ridiculous it becomes and Whoever he surrounded himself with, they all need to be fired because somebody should have gotten his ear by now
0: well that's the problem I think that too many people have gotten his ear. They're just giving him feeding him the wrong stuff. It reminds me of of uh was the Lord of the Rings with his worm tongue or worm tail or whatever
1: grimma gr- 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 worm tongue I'm familiar with there there are lots of those all over corporate America grimma worm tongues
0: <laughs> well, unfortunately, I think there's lots of those in, in camp camp uh trump right now because like i said none of that makes any sense to me um he's a smart guy this isn't just about pride or anything like that anymore at this point he's being manipulated and pushed in the wrong direction so we'll see how that goes um real quick we do have to go to a break here soon but i want to you touched on the potential for economic collapse my audience knows i'm very bullish on gold because of digital dollars central bank digital currencies we're seeing central banks you know we all know you, you look at central banks see what they're doing if you really want a direction of <laughs> what they know from their insider information and they're buying up gold like crazy right now um so is communist china yeah, your your organization your new new endeavor that is uh is launching um finance technologies and that's with the ph so it's P-H-I-N-A-N-C-E, Finance Technologies, um, a global macro alternative investment firm is launched. Tell us a little bit about that. And should I, my question for you directly, my personal question, should I be looking at gold and silver more so? um, Or do you think there's an alternative out there to, in case there is an economic downturn or collapse of some sort? Well, first on gold and silver, gold and silver, physical, not the
1: paper. That is always a good investment of anyone's portfolio. A portion of their wealth should be in physical gold and silver. Just that's just advice. Um, short term, the problem with the gold and silver uh, being priced against you, you, gold and silver traditionally don't do well when the dollar's strong, and they do much better when the dollar's weak. The problem that we're facing is the dollar has been super strong. It's, it's come off a little bit lately, but the dollar eventually fails up because the dollar has become the global uh, credit creation system of the world. So as defaults rise and it becomes uh, harder and harder to pay back the debts globally, there's a scramble for dollars. So the dollar eventually fails up. Uh, so gold, gold price and silver's price may be suppressed. But once the new system is introduced, I think gold and silver will be fine. Just, I think part of the scam is, it's not a scam, it just is. Central banks are buying cheap gold and silver while the dollar continues to rise, knowing that the dollar will fail up. The dollar doesn't fail down, it fails up, and then they'll introduce a new central bank digital currency. So that's where gold and silver are being, that's why they're being accumulated at probably uh, low prices compared to where they'll be, you know, I can't tell you where they're gonna be and how long it's gonna take, but having physical gold and silver is not a bad idea. That's number one. Number two, uh, Finance Technologies is a global uh, macro hedge fund. We're gonna be, uh, we're looking for a seed partner to start the fund. So we're vetting uh, very well-heeled billionaires right now to see who would be the 20% partner in our firm. And it's gonna be a, uh, a firm that trades futures in commodities, bonds, and, and equities. And it's going to basically use early cycle economic indicators that we have that are proprietary algorithms, and we make bets around uh, the globe. And over time, this fund historically has returned you know, north of 15% compound with uh, um, no correlation to the equity market. So it's, a perfect, it's actually a perfect vehicle for insurance companies. So we're looking for a seed investor. Um, uh, our early cycle indicators will pick up all the vaccine damage. We're predicting a recession in Q1 and Q2. And the problem with this vaccine damage is it's going to affect global markets for years to come. I mean, seriously, it's seriously sad, but like a big portion of our labor force disappeared in the last two years. About 500 to 800,000 dead in the U.S. I'm just talking U.S. alone. About... Uh, you know, 2 million people disabled. So we are looking at 3 million people out of the labor force that are able-bodied. There's only 100 million people that work in this country. So when you run that through everything, it shows up as shortages, uh, supply chain breaks, help wanted signs, wage inflation. It's a disaster.
0: It does sound like a disaster, Ed down Ed, I need to get you on. I know that you got to run here soon, but can I get you for at least another half segment? Yeah. Let's get you on for one half segment, and then uh, then we'll let you go, So so stay tuned. So let's be honest. The vast majority of long-term storage, survival food, prepper food. It's just awful. I mean, it just tastes tastes really, really bad. And uh, that's why they expect us to to eat during the the apocalypse. Well if the crap hits the fan, I'm gonna actually be eating good food. I go to lateprepper.com, a website that I built based upon two partnerships, the two companies that produce really good food. No need to set up a bulk discount. Doesn't matter whether you buy one or ten, there's no no hidden fees here. As a matter of fact, we charge the same price that the, the source companies charge. The difference is we actually have exclusive discounts. Use promo code PREP2023 for 10% off or, for the you big spenders, use code PREP2030 for 15% off on orders of $777 or more. Go to LatePrepper.com and eat well for the apocalypse. Folks, the majority of our pharmaceuticals, the ingredients in them, come from China. They are controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. We're already seeing supply chain issues. Pharmacies are running low on a lot of things. And if the crap hits the fan, as a lot of us think it may in the very near future, you will want antibiotics. And the best way to get that is to go to jdrucker.com slash meds. You'll be able to get a teleconference with an actual doctor. And then they'll send you meds. They'll send you like five different versions or types of antibiotics for the different ailments that could, that could hit us. These are great for long-term storage. You will, you will want them. And (laughs) it's one of those things where if you, if you need them, then you'll want them. If you don't need them, then at least you'll have them. So, and here's the thing. If you don't have them, you're almost certainly going to need them at least sometime in the near future. So jdrucker.com slash meds. we are back with ed dowd um ed tell us first and by the way for those who do want to get his new book please get it and get 10 copies get 15 copies if you can and give it out to your normal friends friends that are maybe not quite in the know and they need to be maybe a lot of them who are coming around and saying huh well you know, I, I know I didn't invite them to to Thanksgiving last year, but he seemed to be ahead of the curve, and now I'm kind of not feeling great after my my fourth jab. You know, maybe I should ask ask good old Bob over there, Uncle Bob, what he's thinking. And then Uncle Bob says, "Here, here's Cause Unknown by Ed Dowd. Just read this, and this will this will bring you around." So go to jdrucker dot com slash dowd d o w d, and you'll be able to pick up a copy or two or ten. So Ed tell us about i i want to get into the good stuff with the book and we'll conclude with that but i've got to ask you because i've been you know blackrock's been on my radar for a few years now obviously they were on your radar because you worked with them what was it like i mean are they just different now have they always been evil when you worked there well not worked there but when you were working with them you know did you get a sense that oh well You know, this is great, we're making a lot of money, but it sure seems like there's a lot of evil around me. Or was it just an average thing and you didn't notice anything afoot? Have they changed? Give us the skinny on BlackRock, please.
1: Yeah, so I started uh, at BlackRock in 2002. I was acquired, I was at a firm that was acquired by BlackRock. uh, And that was, we were their first acquisition. So I came in through their first acquisition. Um, They bought an equity business. And so I was in the beginning of their equity business. And then they did other acquisitions. They did Merrill Lynch Asset Management while I was there. And right before I left, they did Barclays Asset Management. And that's when they got into the, into the passive ETF investment business. And that's when everything changed. So we, we saw the writing on the wall. We knew that they were going to change. They were, you know, there's two types of uh, equity management, active management, where I make the decision, and passive, which is just basically indexing. And that was the way the market was going and they made a strategic decision. So was the firm good when I was there? Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of camaraderie, uh, a lot of uh, insights, a lot of fun, uh, a lot of work, a lot of stress. But um, you know, I can say this, I haven't been there since 2012. All the people I know are gone. So I have no colleagues left there. So the firm kind of changed and it, you know, I don't, I can't speak as to what it's become lately, but I will say that the passive index indexing game resides in three firms' hands, BlackRock, Vanguard and State Street. And Charlie Munger, uh, Warren Buffett's number two, has written in a Wall Street Journal op-ed about this. He said that, you know. There's too much power in too few hands. And in the old days, I would vote the share. As a portfolio manager, I would vote the shares of the companies in my portfolio. When you have passive investment management, an executive committee votes it. So it goes from like many different portfolio managers with different opinions and backgrounds voting to a small elite group of people at a firm voting the shares. And they're, you know, they own 14 percent of the company through all the passive investments. Charlie Munger said, "That's too much power in too few hands. It's monopolistic, and it has it's um, ripe for potential abuse." So I don't know if they're abusing it, but there's certainly the capability to abuse the power, and I think that's what people are talking about these days. I don't have anybody left in there that I can call and say, "Hey, what the hell's going on there?" So I don't know, but what I do know is we've seen this in our history: too much power in too few hands. That's it. That's all you need to know.
0: Now, I want to know more, but but I know that that uh, that as a basis is a good good place to push it. look we have let 's face it we we are in a really strange time, a very unique time in American history and world history, and people are looking for uh, advice. I'm sure that people ask you for advice about you know obviously you're as a Wall Street guy as somebody who has who has been inside well, all of it, and who's kind of your goal is, is to your, your job has always been to see things before they happen. I want you to apply that to what you're seeing worldwide because you, you clearly have not just the understanding of the financial aspect of it and not just the understanding of the statistical aspect of it, but you also have a keen observation. You're able to, you're able to look at things from perhaps Dr. Evil's perspective. So with that said, give me some speculation, and maybe some advice for the people. What should we be doing um, as individuals? What should we be doing? You know, do, do we get together? Do we fight? Is there a civil war? Do we sit back and wait because it's all going to work out? You know, what if they push more vax mandates? What if this? There's currently 900 million people in China with COVID. What if they use that to push the pandemic treaty, which it appears they're trying to do now? Push forward pandemic treaty and take away all sovereignty from, from all nations and give it to the World Health Organization. Ed Dowd, what do we do? What is, your, what is your advice to the masses?
1: Well, so there's going to be some very disturbing times ahead, but the first piece of advice is don't be in fear. Um, fear literally will disable you, cause anxiety and depression. Um, there's so much that's out of our control. You have to control what you can. And the first is your mindset. And the mindset is this: every day, things aren't going to collapse suddenly. It's going to it's going to take time. Um, I, I view this as a glacial Mad Max, not a you know an event. And so, li- live your life, uh, stay in the present moment, but plan. So, financially, the only advice I've been giving, because I don't like to give specific stock or m- market timing advice, is have some cash in your portfolio other than mm-hmm. your gold and silver and some, you know, and I'm not going to tell you what percentage, but you want to raise cash because assets are going lower because the Fed's raising interest rates. We're going into a recession. When you see headlines like the world is ending and it feels bad, that's when you buy. That's what that's you you sell when there's euphoria and you buy when there's panic. And if you remember the great financial crisis, a day before the bottom, they were going to nationalize the banking system and then they didn't and then everything recovered. So, you know, this is, this is typically speaking, what you need to do, have some cash, even though there's inflation, stocks are gonna go down more, bonds are gonna go down more. So just hold tight, have some cash, that's financial. Have six months of food on hand. I don't know if there's gonna be food, sh- but that just to give you peace of mind. Start forming communities, start thinking about ways to um, go local, not global. Globalism is, I think, dead the, on, a, on the decline. I think the Davos crowd is at peak Davos. They don't even know it yet, but they they need to think about exit strategies because uh they got problems, people are waking up to them. Um, but you also need to um uh just you know form communities with like-minded people and you have to like start thinking. I told I I I spoke before a group of rich investors in June, and I told them, Look, if you think your servants and your security guards got your back when the shit hits the fan, excuse my French, Um, uh, good luck. You need people of like-minded human connections and relationships and friends that have your back. And you literally have to form those networks. You need people around you that got your back because I don't know how bad it's going to get or how quick it's going to get, but I do think it's going to be glacial and slow, but you need to start forming new communities, new ways of thinking. There's going to be tremendous opportunity in this turmoil because a lot of the systems uh, in place are going to collapse once everybody figures this out, and on alternative economy is rising. So this hedge fund that I'm doing um, is using the current system to leverage into the next. So we've pledge to take a lot of our profits and invest in you know new medical treatments, new medical companies that are going to do medicine holistically rather than with pills and symptom solving. We're going to invest in crypto projects that potentially are different from Bitcoin. So we're going to put back into the world and create the world we want to see. And that's going to happen. And people are uh, that they continue to live in the matrix and continue to get jabbed. I feel bad for them. But those of us who are aware are going to create a new world. That's what we're going to do one by one, day by day.
0: And do it as best we can. I, I greatly appreciate that. Um one more quick question for you, but before we get to that, let's uh, go ahead and tell everybody, number one, they can find your book by going to jdrucker.com slash D-O-W-D. Where else can they find you?
1: I have two websites. I got a personal website, they lied, people died.com. You can get the book there as well as your website. And I also have a lot of data that I did initially. Then I have a a new team uh, at Finance Technologies, P-H-I-N-A-N-C-E. Uh, we're, not, we're not soliciting for investors. We have what's called the Humanity Project. And if you go to that tab, we have all the excess mortality data in beautiful graphic presentation charts. You can put in age cohort, you can put in country. We got all of Europe, we got all of uh, Germany, UK, Australia, the US, and we're gonna do Canada next. And we also have US disability data and we're working on something called the Vaccine Damage Project. So this is free to the world. This is for you to use to convince your school board, your university, that some Wall Street guys are raising a fund to bet on this reality. If you don't believe it, well, here's the numbers. And we have two methodology papers on the website where we prove how we calculate the baseline and how we calculate the excess mortality. And it's it's so rigorous, no one's really challenged us yet because they're scared to
0: And they should be. so thank you sir. my my final question for you in your book, what was the big the most shocking thing in everything that that uh, you learned, all the research you did, what was the one piece of data that you were just like hey. two
1: pieces two pieces of data when I linked the fact that the employed of this country have been decimated, also what happened in the UK with the children. There is a smoking gun with the children. The bottom line is this, the children in the UK were vaccinated later than everybody else. And their excess mortality was going down. They had negative excess mortality during the lockdowns. That makes sense. The biggest cause of death for children is accidental. So less activity means less deaths. Right when The vaccine was introduced to the children, their excess mortality was negative, then it turned back up and started going like this. So the smoking gun, as far as we're concerned, is the children in the U.K., the damage that we're seeing in the U.S. is just unparalleled. And so it's going to have economic implications for years to come. Those are the two things that strike me.
0: Edward Dowd, God bless you, sir. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep fighting the good fight. Keep pushing the truth, even if there's a ever so slight chance then both of us are actually inadvertently working <laughs> for the bad guys and doing their bidding we gotta we gotta spring the trap even if it is one, right? You got it All right, thank you so much,
1: sir. Thank you
0: You know. One of the things that I don't like about Zoom is that it does make things choppy. We are very excited to be having our producer finally starting. Our production company will finally be starting next week, Lord willing. Hopefully, be starting next week to get this to make this better. You I know, mean, we we need to we need to to get this going. And obviously, that was as good as it can be on Zoom uh, without a producer. I'm very blessed to have Mr. Ed Dowd. Joining us, uh, but I do wish that we we had just the, the better technology, and it's coming, it is coming, folks. And we've got some exciting, exciting interviews coming as well. Um, uh, tomorrow we have Carrie Lake joining us. Carrie Lake, the person who should be governor of Arizona. I really wish she was. Uh, she's not, but she hopefully there's still a chance that she will be. I'll be asking her a lot of questions about the future to see what we can do to make things fit, to make things work, to get the the actual proper results from the 2022 midterm elections. Uh, after all the shenanigans, not just in Maricopa County, by the way, but, but across the board. But back to that doubt, you know, there's something that really, I'm, I'm still kind of, my mind is still kind of blown by that whole concept that the what if, what if Klaus Schwab and George Soros, Barack Obama and Bill Gates and all the people that I've been saying, oh, these are the these are the minions of Satan that are that are calling the shots. What if, what if they're useful idiots too? I always say, well, you know, they have their useful idiots and in corporate media and Joe Biden and uh, and big pharma, you know, doing the bidding. But what if? I mean, what if? Gosh, it's a that really adds a whole another level of of uh, conspiracy and concern. And I say concern. Look, at the end of the day, I'm not. Super concerned about any of this stuff, and when I say that you know it's it's not that I don't consider it important, but on the on the on the scale of the universe on the scale of existence, it really isn't okay our focus as anybody who's watched this show for long enough, our focus is on making sure that we spread the truth, and the most important truth that we can spread is the truth of the gospel. I love talking to people like Ed Dowd and getting the the skinny on you know what's what's happening, what's what's going on with the numbers, what's going on with COVID, who's really behind this this liberal world order that is that keeps popping up, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready for for the truth to continue to come out because it has been, and I think that his book is going to go a long way to making that happen. But really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what happens in this world to you as an individual. Uh, as long as your soul is covered, and the only way that your soul can be covered is through the blood of Christ. So we can we can tout the uh, we can tout the data. We can look at the conspiracies. We can talk about our fight against evil all day, but none of it matters if your if your soul is not properly protected. If you do not have salvation, because eternity. From what I've heard is a very, very long time, and you don't want your eternity to be spent in well, the wrong place. We'll just put it that way. So, but with that said, it still, it still blows my mind, okay? What if? I mean, what if Klaus Schwab is being manipulated to use the World Economic Forum and all the power that he has in in legislatures and and you know he's got he's got prime ministers in his pocket. It's a guy that, that has a lot of control. But what if we're, we're seeing just, just one layer and there's another layer? And I'm not talking about a layer, you know, there's him and then there's Satan. I'm saying, what if there's another layer of, of demons, of men, of, of powers and principalities? What if they're being used to collapse the world economy so that then somebody else can come in and usher in whatever it is that they have planned for the world? it's bad enough to deal with the comic book here uh, villains what if it's what if there's somebody even even worse and as much as i think wow that's a great theory to investigate i wouldn't even know where to start because that does seem like it's above my pay grade after the break we're going to return to uh dr joseph mccola's article that we covered yesterday so stay tuned Anyone who's familiar with my show or listened to my show before knows that I am a, a very huge proponent of preparedness. Uh, I've, I haven't always been. I didn't become a prepper until really 2021. But since then, I've been working diligently to find companies that offer the things that we need. And if the crap hits the fan, I want to be ready for it. And I want you to be ready for it too. I've picked up some sponsors for long-term storage food, for precious metals, for for solar power I've got a candle sponsor we've got you know uh, antibiotics for for storage just in case the, the pharmaceutical supply chain goes down we got med kits nutraceuticals uh, natural survival we got guns and ammo you can buy them buy them by going to jdrucker.com slash prepare jdrucker.com slash prepare bug out bags the works so so stock up now <laughs> while you still can. So it's good to follow Ed Dowd with uh, what I was doing yesterday. or I keep saying yesterday. I'm so used to doing one show a day, this being the second show I've done in the same days. It was this morning, actually, that I had done the article or started to do the article by uh, by Dr. Joseph Nicola, And we're going to continue with that because two hours this morning was not enough to get that finished. Hopefully, with two segments left in today's show, we will be able to get it done. So I'm going to go ahead and pull that up. And let's let's talk about it. Well, yesterday we left off talking about um, ways to safeguard your assets. Let me just start from the top real quick and we'll we'll do a quick recap. So so for those who didn't watch this morning's show, this is an article by Dr. Joseph Mercola. It's called The The Most Important Topics of Our Time, and he's talking about the various things that, that we're faced with, challenges. And in this morning's show I talked about, we'll just look at a story at a glance, and that'll give you an idea. Supply chain disruptions causing food and energy shortages appear inevitable as both industries are being intentionally targeted and dismantled under the guise of combating climate change. And global economic collapse is a mathematical certainty. The economic collapse will usher in programmable central bank digital currencies, CBDCs, which will be used to control your behavior and your health. The globalist cabal is also pursuing a one-world totalitarian government through the World Health Organization under the guise of global biosecurity. Inside the US, the transhumanist movement is fusing medicine with Silicon Valley and the national security state. There's a concerted effort to frame transhumanism, which is really the new eugenics as healthcare. And last but not least, people all over the world face a long list of growing crises. Uh, it is it is important to understand these threats and what you can do to prepare, resist, and overcome them. Action items, solutions, and guidance are presented for each. And that's super, super important because, you know, I get on here and there's times when I'll be talking about complaining about this, complaining about that. Sometimes I'll offer solutions. Sometimes I won't. And because sometimes I can't, right? Sometimes it's, it's as if there are no solutions. A lot of times I do focus on the action items being to protect yourself. Okay. Like when it comes to food shortages, I'm not sitting there saying, okay, so we've got to go, go protest the whatever it's I'm saying buy food. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's the, the best thing that we can do. I think when it comes to, for example, food shortages is to make sure that, that not just us and our families, but also as many around us, that they are, they are secure because if they're secure, then they won't be as beholden to government as government wants them to be. And it's not just government, it's the public private partnerships, which we'll be talking about more in the future. So we want fewer people dependent, that way, that we have more people that can that can resist more people that can rebuild if we're not able to resist, so that's the the general gist, and like I said, it's one of the reasons that I think this article is so important and didn't get nearly the attention that it deserves because it's well it's there's a lot here, so um i I think it's huge that he puts in these action items, and I agree with most of them, not all of them. I don't agree with everything that anybody says, especially in whatever three thousand word articles, but but I agree with most of it. So I think that he is correct. The general topic that we were talking about was economic collapse and programmable currencies. And uh, we talked about that again this morning with all that stuff, but we were, we stopped at the portion for safeguarding your assets. So I'm going to pick it right back up where we were this morning. Financial collapse will likely take many mainstream news readers by surprise because legacy media are not telling the truth. Those of you following alternative sources have the benefit of being able to prepare by protecting your assets. The risk of banks doing bail-ins where they seize all of your money to cover their losses is high, as is the risk of hyperinflation, which will eat through your savings and the risk of a stock market crash. To safeguard and minimize the loss of your assets, you can, and of course is number one recommendation here is buy physical gold and silver and as i you know we just heard uh ed dow you know, talking about that one of the things that he had mentioned is to buy physical you got it i mean physical yeah i got to get that through everybody's head physical gold and silver that you can pull that you can grab that you can take and you could put it in your safe uh or, or you you could put it in a in a uh, safeguard it in a depository where it's going to to back your retirement instead of getting backed by ESG funds and and all these other uh, 401ks and IRA schemes that are tied to, to the various markets, no, 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 no physical gold and silver. That's why I strongly recommend you talk to the people that that I work with. Namely, you know, I, I found three companies that are America First companies, and those are the only ones. That I recommend as of today. And if I find more American first companies, we'll make it four or five. I don't have a limited three. It just so happens that we have a small, a medium, and a large company. <laughs> it wasn't intentional, I assure you. But you can find them by going to jdrucker.com slash gold. So we got Ed Dowd saying it. We got, we've got uh, um, Dr. Joseph Mercola saying it. Physical gold and silver. Not the paper stuff. Not the digital stuff. Not the, the crap, the fake crap. Get it? Physical. And to where you own it, whether through your retirement account or physically at your home, okay? I think that's hammered hammered home enough. Number two, buy property. Property, you know, and notice there's a difference there. You didn't say buy, buy necessarily real estate. There, there's, there's a challenge when it comes to buying property. But here's the thing is that those challenges as far as, you know, markets going up or down, look, if you're – I would not, and I'm not a financial advisor, so don't take what I say seriously, I guess – um, but to me, I don't think that it would be wise to to generate revenue through property. In other words, I wouldn't say now's a good time to buy rental properties, for example. Um, but owning property, and I'm talking about owning, not, not you know, mortgaging it out for, for the next 30 years. I'm saying about you own it in you know, debt free, f- figure out a way to do that. And I know that's not a lot of you that can do that right now, considering the state of the economy. But if you can do it, because once you own it, then we get into more protections, I would say, than those who don't. If there is a collapse, owning it debt-free, owning whatever, not just not just land, yeah, you know, owning your car. I think that would be, and I'm sure he's going to get into that. I don't recall; it's been so long since I've I've been going through this article now for like four hours. Um, but I, I think that. Hopefully, he'll get in there and say, get out of debt, because that's, that's the best advice. Before you buy gold and silver, before you buy property, before you do anything, get, eliminate your debt as quickly as possible. It's just going to get worse if you don't. Uh, number two, purchase crucial prepper items such as solar backup batteries, water uh, catchment systems, long-term survival foods and seeds, things that can save your life in a grid-down social unrest situation that may not be available later or cost much more. Since the economy is collapsing and inflation skyrocketing, your money is not doing you much good in the bank. You're losing purchasing power with each passing month, and a bank bail-in would, uh, could wipe you out completely. So if you need survival items, buying them now might be the, the one of the better investment strategies out there. And all of the stuff that you need, and not all, of, there's always things that I don't think of or that, we don't have access to um, but a lot of the stuff that you would probably need you can find at jdrucker.com/prepare jdrucker.com/prepare so check out those wonderful amazing sponsors uh, number 4 invest in tradable goods i want to be very so <laughs> there's a, a little caveat like i said and and i'm going to agree with most of what he says but there, there are times when we have to be clear when he's talking about tradable goods You know, I I saw this, I read this Prepper site one time where they recommended, okay, they recommended stocking up on diapers. Didn't matter, they said, if you have a baby or not. Stock up on diapers because, you know, if the crap hits the fan, you're going to be able to trade with with those diapers because people are going to need them. Now, I'm not recommending that at all. I say buy things that you're going to need. And then if if you want to be able to have a surplus so you can trade them great if you don't if you have a surplus and you never trade them fine you're going to use them anyway okay just as an example just this is probably digging in a little bit deeper into my personality than I than I want out there but but I have a surplus of soap okay i'm the only person in the household that uses bar soap so technically speaking i probably have enough bar soap for the next 10 years. But um, my theory is, is that, you know, in a crap hits the fan situation, especially if there's an extended uh, societal collapse, then everyone in my family will be starting to use the bar soap because eventually all the other soaps are going to run out. Okay. And bar soap is easier to store. Bar soap is easier to, to, to use, it's more multi-purpose, yada yada yada. So I'm gonna have everybody, if their crap hits the fan, everybody in my family is gonna be eventually using Barso. And it will be a tradable good. Okay, so so investing in tradable goods, let's be clear. Don't invest in things that you don't need. I'm very much against that. Only invest in what you do need. Because whether you trade it or not, it's it's not gonna get wasted, hopefully. Now this is the tougher one. <laughs> That's where we get into some discussion. Invest. Investigate alternative investment vehicles. Again, this is Dr. Mercola's uh, fifth item on his his ways to protect yourself, action items. For example, there's a new type of asset being developed on the stock exchange called natural asset stocks or natural asset corporations. The government of Costa Rica, for example, is putting all government-owned forests and farmlands into a natural asset corporation. This is a type of stock different from anything we've seen before. Basically, these stocks will allow fund managers, private investors, and corporations to invest in natural assets. The part you end up owning is the ecosystem service of that land. So, for example, you can invest or you could own the environmental services resulting from the Billion Agave Project, which include carbon sequestration amounts and water savings. Over time, as the whole system matures and the so- soils are regenerated, your asset rises in value. Other alternatives include gold and silver mining investments and investment funds such as the one offered by uh, Finance Technologies, who, <laughs> if you weren't listening earlier, that's that's, uh, that's who we were talking to, Ed Dowd, uh, Finance with a PH, Finance Technologies, a global macro-alternative investment firm founded by Edward Dowd, author of Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. These investments are based on... Uh, real, uh, reality trends. Dowd sees coming as a result of the rising disability and death rates caused by the COVID jabs. Now, for those who weren't paying attention, or maybe you didn't hear Mr. Dowd earlier in the show, you may not be aware that that he's not currently taking investors. That's one to watch. Right now, they're going to look for for a partner. A Partner that's going to, you know, some billionaire is going to come in, and then they're going to start offering investments. That's when it's time to to pounce. Okay, pounce on that. Because he's looking at this basically from a most likely scenario. He's not basing his investments on today. He's going to be basing his investments on what he sees happening in the future. And considering that he's one of the few out there who really is seeing the realities of the the jabs, the realities of the mandates, the realities of how this is affecting the workforce, how this is affecting business. In all the various cycles, I would say that his his fund, if I were to ever have enough money to put into a fund, it would be his. So but I don't. I don't have that kind of money. You can help that out by going to gives dot slash JD Rucker. But I digress. All right. Action item. Next one. Avoid the digital ID and the CBDC trap. And by avoid, he should say, avoid it like the plague. This is, I would rather get COVID than get uh, a digital ID or a, get involved in the central bank digital currencies. But that's just me. According to Dr. Joseph Mercola, as for the CBDCs, the key is to refuse to sign up for it when it rolls out. The time to resist is right at the beginning when adoption will be voluntary. If adoption is poor, they'll have a very hard time bringing their enslavement through financial control plan to fruition. If a majority goes along with it, eventually the system will become mandatory and you'll have to, little choice but to participate if you want to function in society. Additionally, the international vaccine passport proposed at the 2022 G20 meeting is a central key in the effort to get everyone into the digital ID system. So refusing to adopt vaccine passports is a crucial component of resistance to the digital prison system in its entirety. You must also reject the vaccine passports unless you're willing to be a medical lab rat for the rest of your life. Hundreds of new vaccines, including many mRNA shots uh, targeting common diseases are on the pipeline for 2030 and having an up-to-date vaccination status will be one of the requirements to maintain a valid passport. Vaccine refusal can then be used to nullify or lock your digital ID leaving you unable to do, go or buy anything. So, in summary, <laughs> to avoid the digital prison. I like I've been hearing that term more and more and more. I first heard it I think it was um I think it was Greg Reese over at InfoWars when I first heard it. It might've been somebody completely different now that I think about it, but I'm hearing that more and more digital prison. That's really what it comes down to the more digital you are and guys look up until very recently. I've been, I was basically Mr. Gadget. Okay. I mean, I've had, I had everybody in my family had a smartphone, a tablet, you know, a computer, you know, smart home, smart meters, smart, this smart lawnmower for crying out loud. Okay. I would have been all in. For this just a you know maybe not a few years ago maybe it's longer than that but there was a time in my life when when digitizing everything made sense now it does not now i understand now i would recommend digitizing nothing as little as possible i mean seriously so but anyway uh, because it is really turning into a digital prison once you're in you know it's like hotel california right and you can check out anytime you like ah but they won't let you leave Uh, Refuse, number one of his four recommendations here, refuse to enter the coming CBDC system. Number two, refuse adoption of digital ID or vaccine passports. Number three, fight on a local level to prevent the expansion of facial recognition cameras and 5G. And it's funny how he throws that in there without actually mentioning what the challenge is there. And it's not just the, the facial recognition cameras. There's actually a trifecta there. You got facial recognition cameras. You got five G towers. Now you've got these LED, you know, supposedly control lights, which you don't know a lot about. But I've been hearing about this a little bit more, oddly enough, from Greg Reese. <laughs> uh, hearing about this a lot more lately about how these LED control lights—they can be weaponized to do all sorts of things, including, you know, crowd control, but also even mind control. It's not just crowds; it's minds that they may or may not be able to control. Either way, let's suppose getting them into your local area as much as possible, and 5G. Of course, we've talked a little bit about that. Facial recognition cameras, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, no, you don't need them. I don't care where you are. You could be in the heart of New York City. You could be in, in rural Nebraska. We don't need facial recognition cameras. Um, and then number four, starve the beast. By cutting back on your online usage, social media in particular, the war on domestic terror, meaning the war on anyone who doesn't agree with a one-world government, is waged using surveillance, profiling, and AI. So, avoid sharing your data by minimizing your presence online. Also, minimize your use of any and all data gathering devices, such as AI assistants, smart devices, and wearables, all of which feed your personal data into the AI profiling system. I bet some of you didn't know that. We'll see. After the break, we will hopefully, Lord willing, finish this article off. It's already taken a show and a half to get there, but I think we're going to make it. So stand by. My good friend, Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, he left us way too early. I'm so sad that he is gone. Uh, but his legacy does continue. We do still support his foundation. We still support his company that is still benefiting the, the masses across the world. Those who have either been jabbed or maybe you've been been um, exposed to those who may be shedding on you. That's uh, becoming more and more likely as being the case. The more times you're jabbed, the worse off you are and the more you're likely to shed on others. Now, even if you've never been jabbed, you're not around other people very often you should still consider getting Z-Detox or Z-Stack Life Protocol, either one. Both of them will help your immune system. It's been demonstrated by scientists, demonstrated by doctors, including Dr. Zev Zelenko. So go to ZstackLife.com slash freedom. That's ZstackLife.com slash freedom and get Z-Detox or Z-Stack Life Protocol today. All right, so we are in the home stretch, folks. This is it. We're going to actually make it through this very important article by Doctor Joseph Mercola, and it only took two shows. Granted, we did have Edward Dowd into uh, to break the the streak of of segments dedicated to this particular topic, so that's good. But this will end up being a total of eight segments when it's all said and done. So I better better get on it before before I end end up. Uh, screwing it up and, and not getting through with it because I'm talking too much. So next item, action items, build community and parallel financial systems. This is something, again, to do to avoid central bank digital currencies, avoid the digital dollar, of course, and to uh, just be less beholden to government as well as the public-private partnerships that are forming every day. So very important. So let's go ahead and read through it. Action items, build community and parallel financial systems. In addition to those things, we also need to promote the development and adoption of alternative systems and communities and parallel economies that do not rely on or require CBDCs and digital ID vaccine passports to function. To that end, use more cash, as this will discourage stores from going all digital. That's not a terrible idea. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be effective, but, uh, you know, every little bit helps. And Maybe he's right. He's smarter than me, so maybe he is right. Number two, get out of the inner cities where financial collapse will be felt the hardest and pose the greatest risks to personal safety. Now, that one I wholeheartedly agree with, and I've been saying it for a long time, folks. Get out of the cities, even get out of the suburbs if you can. Try to move to a rural area, and I'm not suggesting that you have to go become a farmer, but just try to get to places where, where they're going to be focused on less. Okay, when they roll this stuff out, when they really start pushing, Central bank digital currencies, the digital dollar, when they really start pushing digital IDs, as Dr. Joseph Mercola said, it's going to start off as optional, but eventually it will be required. And the optional aspect of it will be less felt outside of the cities. And when it becomes required, that's when we start getting into some bottom line is you have a better chance of, of opposing and rebelling against this draconian push for for control over us from from the, from the rural areas, or at least, you know, just getting outside of the cities. We used to live in a place, I don't know, two, three decades ago. It's been a while. We used to live in a place outside of Oklahoma City. I still worked at the time in, in Oklahoma City, but we lived in a town called Crescent. And in Crescent, it was, I think, probably 30 miles. It was a good 45-minute drive to work. I mean, it, but it was worth it. I, I had books on tape, which were for those of you who aren't old enough to know what that is it's I think they call them audio books now <laughs> back then you actually got a physical tape and you stuck it in your tape player and hmm how many well whatever <laughs> how many of you young young kids have uh have a tape player anyway um it was good and and it wasn't like it, there was it was a rural area, but we just lived in a regular house it was a community it had there was a convenience store there okay there was one. Had a school and everything. <laughs> so not ripping on crap. I love Crescent. Um, but the point is is that, is that uh you know, we were we were able to be in an area that I think was if if we were still there and I would feel safer than I do now. Right now I'm in Southern California. We're in the heart of of an area that is extremely highly heavily populated. And if and when the crap hits the fan, if and when they start pushing these then I'm going to be dead in the center and we'll, we'll have to, we'll be forced to either move or comply. So that's why I say I'll wholeheartedly agree with that one. Get out of the inner cities where financial collapse will be felt the hardest and pose the greatest risk to personal safety. And there's about a trillion other reasons to get out of the cities at this stage. Folks, keep in mind, they want us in the cities. They want as many people jammed into cities as possible. It's easier to control people when they're all in one spot. It's when we're spread out that we're harder to control. They know that. Number three, build community and local parallel economies. Now, I really wish that he had gone beyond a single sentence, a six-word sentence on that one, because that, and maybe maybe it's the same reason I rarely talk about it beyond a sentence, because that's easier said than done, okay? It's one thing to build, a, like, online parallel economies. We're seeing that at Gab. We're seeing that with with uh, uh old glory bank which is ho- hopefully launching here in a couple of months uh with John John Rich um okay who else is there what else i mean there's there are others out there you have, obviously rumble rumble is technically sort of trying to build a uh a, an alternative uh parallel digital economy but local para- parallel economies that's completely different okay that's essentially you know, barter trade you know being able to and it's funny because i I know somebody who has been working for years on creating a currency that can be focused locally, and all it takes is getting one community to to where you have enough people agreeing that this is legal tender, okay There's nothing against people generating legal tender now it won't be u s dollars per se, obviously you can't build those. it's called counterfeiting, but you can create something of value, and if everybody within a community agrees that upon that value. Then you can trade with that. Now that value is only going to be available there in the local community. But you know, and it doesn't even have to be like like a fiat paper money. You could you say okay, you know, just as an example for maybe for people to understand. And maybe it's not as prevalent today, but at least back in the old days, back in the old days, there was a you know, your currency in jail was cigarettes. People would would trade in cigarettes. They would get favors through through cigarettes. And because a lot of people like to smoke in jail. It's not like you could go down to 7-Eleven in jail and get a, get a carton of cigarettes or a pack or whatever. So that became a parallel economy within the local area. I'm going to have to dedicate an entire... I could talk about this for the rest of the show and then end up not being able to finish this article within two shows. <laughs> so I'm not going to, but I do need to dedicate at least a portion, if not an entire show, on the idea of building up local parallel economies. So... Somebody, say if I had a producer, they could write that down for me. Next week, next week, producer's coming. Producer is coming. Number four, build your own knowledge base on how to grow and raise food, even if you're not in a position to grow food right now. Ooh, that's good. That's some good advice. There are many free videos online that you can uh, peruse. Ideally, download them so you can watch them offline, even if the internet goes down. Uh, Before I go forward, let's stop right there. That's a best uh, a best practice across the board. It's not just about farming, okay? I've recommended this for a long time. You can get very cheap. It's like, like well, relatively cheap, I guess, very is hard to say in this world of, of, of uh, increasing inflation. I don't know what people consider to be cheap at this stage, but you know, under 100 bucks, you can get like five terabytes. And that's enough to hold a whole lot of videos. And it's not just about getting videos about farming and how to grow this, that, or the other. You get videos on how to fix your car you know get videos on on everything everything that you could possibly get and not just videos download documents imagine a world with no internet and then figure out what you need from there look at all the appliances in your home if there's a way to get you know download if you don't have the uh the owner's manuals repair guides anything like that if you need if you want to download videos that show show you how to fix various things i would strongly recommend doing that get them downloaded get them onto to a a localized drive obviously you don't want to you don't want to store everything on a on a um, a virtual drive. That would be silly. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, for when the internet goes down, I got everything in Dropbox. It's like, huh? Like what? <laughs> uh, funny stuff. Anyway, yeah. So, point being is that yes, raising food, raising raising chickens, whatever, fixing things around the house, first aid. You know, I mean. And even the entertainment stuff, I'm not against, you know, obviously I'm against Hollywood and I don't have enough time to to watch entertaining videos or movies or play games or whatever like that. But uh, maybe during the apocalypse, I will. So it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a nice library of entertainment stuff as well. Bottom line, get it downloaded. Don't rely on the internet because at some point, there are many vulnerabilities within the internet. And we don't even need societal class for the internet to go down. And I'm talking about going down for an extended period of time. perhaps indefinitely. Nobody wants to imagine that, but it is definitely a possibility. All right, back to the article. Books on homesteading and basic survival skills are also a valuable investment. Back to basics, a complete guide to traditional skills is one option. In that one, there's a link in the article. I'll link to this article, by the way, so people will be able to read it. As a general rule going forward, you'll want hard copies or copies on external hard drives of any information that you want to have access to in the future is the internet is becoming increasingly scrubbed of important information, if using it in the external drive, or if using an external hard drive, make sure you store it in a Faraday bag to protect the information from electromagnetic weapons. It's not just weapons, by the way; it's electromagnetic. Anything. There's a lot of ways that, that things can go south. Um, you most of them are intentional and, and weaponized, but sometimes it's even natural. We don't know what's going to happen, so I need to to get me a Faraday bag. Uh, sponsor. It's one thing we don't have. One of the few things we don't have at jdrucker.com slash prepare. So thank you, Dr. Mercola, and Mr. Future producer, please mark, write that down. So I don't forget action items. Take control of your health. Now one way it's funny. Finally get to a health related related thing from good old Dr. Joseph Mercola. One way to counter the fraudulent food is medicine initiative and avoid becoming a statistic of early death is to take control of your own health and work to get as healthy as possible right now in the long term. You can also take steps to avoid relying on the food uh, assistance programs, which will uh, always provide the least healthy options. By taking control of your health and making informed choices about your diet, you can improve your overall well-being and protect yourself from the negative effects of this insidious agenda. While optimizing your health is often uh, thought of as something that is complicated, daunting, time-consuming, and expensive, I have good news for you. Simply implementing four key lifestyle strategies uh, can set you on the right path. Number one, drastically limit your omega-6 linoleic acid intake. Excessive LA consumption is responsible for the vast majority of ill health and chronic disease. As consumption of vegetable oils and seed oils, the primary sources of linoleic acid, has risen over the past 145 years. So have chronic disease rates. Interesting. I did not know that. I usually, as unfortunately, I usually uh, pass, skip on Dr. Mercola's uh, health advice articles, not for any other reason, because I don't trust him or anything like that. It's just, I'm I'm just, I don't have enough time sometimes. Maybe I need to start paying more attention. And maybe now is the time. Somebody was, telling. I think my wife was telling me, a lot of the prepper shows are now coming on there and saying, you know what? We're, we're getting in shape. A lot of people are getting in shape. That is definitely best practice. You know, if you've been waiting for a long time or maybe even a short time, such as me, I've been waiting for a long time to start getting in shape. I finally started exercising recently, thinking that, you know what? I need to be ready in case crap hits the fan. I want to be able to to do all the things that are necessary to survive. I want to be able to defend my family better. There was a time when I used to think, oh, you know what? You know, big, tough guy. I could take anybody. Well, now I'm getting of the age and of the the, uh, the horizontal size that I no longer have that, uh have that certainty in my mind i'm no longer as cocky as i used to be and so i'm trying to get that back i'm trying to get healthier every day that's i know it's been short term probably not noticing any difference if you're watching the video but you will you will because i'm gonna lose the weight put on the muscle um all that good stuff quit tanning so much you know no i'm just teasing i don't tan never mind (laughs) bad joke long day uh, la and that's uh, again that is uh, what is it called lineolic acid is far more hazardous than sugar for type two diabetes even wow did not know that la causes excess oxidative stress resulting in my, my oh boy this is why I don't this is the other reason I don't read medical articles la causes excess uh, oxidative stress resulting in mitochondrial dysfunction and radical loss of energy efficiency production excessive la will also impair um, apoptosis. It's programmed cell death. As a result, dysfunctional cells are allowed to continue to grow, which can turn cancerous. To minimize LA in your diet, avoid all processed foods, restaurant foods, and condiments, virtually all seeds and nuts, most olive oil and avocado oils, and even organic chicken and pork. Of course, also do not use seed oils for cooking. Use tallow, ghee, butter, or co- coconut oil instead. Stop right there. When he starts saying no olive oil and chicken, okay, I'm good with everything else, but we use avocado I'm, I love nuts. Oh, geez. This this one's going to be, I'm going to have to do more research on that one. So you do your research. I'll do my research. We'll we'll meet back in the middle and determine if this really is the way to go. Number two, and I have seen this, and he's not the only person that said this, compressor eating schedule. Time-restricted eating is a simple yet profoundly effective way to improve your metabolic flexibility so that your body will be able to burn both carbs and fats for fuel. An estimated 90% of Americans eat across 12 hours, which is a recipe for metabolic disaster. And I'm not going to get into that one much longer than that, okay? Because we're running out of time. And uh, you know, you get the idea. Again, I'll link to this article. You'll be able to read it uh, after if if you don't. If I don't get up today, you'll you'll see it tomorrow. Build muscle and combat frailty using blood flow restrictive restriction training. It's mm-hmm. interesting. okay. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking combat frailty, not combat frailty. Wow, that's funny. How? Why would you want combat frailty? <laughs> Bad reader. If you don't engage in resistance exercises, your risk of metabolic disease goes up. As your muscles, muscle acts as a glucose sink after meals. About eighty percent of glucose is deposited in your skeletal muscle. Muscle is also the main energy use of fat in your body. All right. So exercise number four. Get regular sun exposure. Eh, we know about that, vitamin D, okay? So good stuff. My gosh, I'm, I am going to make it. We're going to make it. Hopefully, this is the last item, action item. Build resilience against fear. The COVID pandemic, pandemic. I like how he said that because I would have said the same thing. The COVID pandemic was successfully implemented through fear mongering. Ditto for the rollout of the COVID jabs. Fear is the most potent weapon the, the great reset cabal has at its disposal, and we can expect them to use it again and again. The antidote to fear mongering is education and sharing the truth with others. And the perfect antidote to fear itself is love. For nearly the past three years, mainstream media, celebrities, health officials, medical professionals, family, and friends publicly condemned, mocked, and threatened those who didn't agree with masking, social distancing, lockdowns, and experimental injections. Many of us still live with those scars, but we must not respond in kind as we move forward. We want a more humane society. We must let our own humanity shine bright. If we say we stand for freedom and liberty, we must be consistent and not hypocritical. At the end of the day, the solution to all of the crises facing us really hinge on creating a new society. We need a reset, yes, but not the great reset advertised by the World Economic Forum and its derelict minions. And it's funny because I almost misread that as morons, but then again, would I really be misreading it if I called them morons? We didn't quite make it. There's one more paragraph left, and I'm out of time. I almost made it in two shows, but you guys get the idea. I'll link to it in the show notes so you guys will be able to to catch up on it. Lord willing, we will be back very soon with another episode. But in the meantime, you'll stay strong, stay safe, and God bless. And hopefully, that episode will not be the same article by Dr. Joseph Mercola.